welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one problem very common to everyone who writes. This is already going really well. And that problem that you beautifully stumbled all over is that we don't exactly take the time to sit down and write. So because of this, we are going to issue a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the stories submitted by you wonderful listeners. Uh Uh-huh, exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof doof media media production. production. Um, Sorry, it's been a bit, like, it's been a bit since we've had, like, a a consistent schedule, and I think I, I just... Uh, my ben- my brain's been eroding er- in between recordings, yeah. and I forget how to do uh, the intro. That's that's where oh, I'm no, at. It is it is perfectly fine. Literally before and after every re recording, I'm I'm either in class doing some sort of heinous project that that isn't building to to anything, or catching the few. Uh, bits of sleep that i can actually get that's wonderful um i started yes. waking up at 8 a.m now because i have a job i'm sorry so Ooh, job money mm-hmm. job money job job money um the b word and uh hose is that hose hose maybe pimps too yeah i agree yep <laughs> Anyway, um, guess what, y'all? It's spooky month. I'm so excited. I'm so excited Finally. for spooky stories because this is this is the best time for um, stories and everything in Doof Media and every other um, community that does stuff. It's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know the, the numbers, but I'm pretty sure during this, this month, um, every podcast probably sees, like, record numbers. And there's probably a record um, of amount of content being made during this month it um certainly i think that might be somewhat a little bit true at the very least better content because it's spooky and spooky is better um speaking of just to just to start things off because i don't want to let's just say it now um doof media is throwing a uh costume contest for uh wild bow related works so if you've been wanting to do a uh, wild bow cosplay from like worm or ward pact or pale or twig um then uh consider uh sending in some pictures and stuff because um there's prizes to win and everything and you're sharing with the community and it's a lot of fun we've uh, done it a couple times in the past and it was always really really enjoyable um nice that sounds so excited and personally i've been waiting for so long to dress up as Worm on Halloween, and this is yeah. finally my chance. Yes, you can dress up as Worm. That's yep. Please dress up as mm-hmm. Worm, Jarvis. <laughs> I, hey, listen. Either that or a like OC my hero character. Those yeah. are my only options. Those are. I mean, those are basically the same thing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically. I mean, Worm <laughs> is basically just my hero academia fanfic. If you think about it. Mm, but which came first? I'm pretty That's sure Worm question. came first, but you think so? I'm pre- where, when did my hero start coming out? I don't. I don't know when the manga started. Probably yeah. like 2014. Um, I think Worm beats it by like one year. Wow. So Shonen Jump just straight up ripped off Worm. That's yeah, crazy. they did, and not even well. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There are there are too too many training arcs. Too many in, training uh, arcs. My, my hero, yeah, and yeah. not enough people dying, which you know. And just like stakes in general, or and consistency, and just like I don't know things to to care about. And that one arc mm-hmm. is just a arena. Um, yeah, which I mean, granted, that is a that fun is fun arc. It's it's but, fun. Yeah. But it doesn't beat um, uh, what biting someone a thousand times with uh, with spiders until their mm-hmm. heart explodes, mm-hmm. or just biting their thumbs off. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen that yet. But okay. mm-hmm. or just running around um, naked, just except for uh, painted black and white stripes all up and down okay. your body, I, and hey, then biting people's fingers off hot. and pushing your fingers through someone's eyes. Gently, Ooh, as okay. of lulling oh, them to sleep. Okay. <laughs> you should get back to reading it, Jarvis. I I should. This this sounds like a fantastic scene. Uh, whatever this character. It was is nice. Doing. It was nice. Yeah, it seems very like heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, more kind of like a family comedy vibe that I'm uh, getting from it. So yeah, maybe maybe I can uh, sit down and uh, read it with my mother. I wish I had the confidence to pull off a. Uh, one of the more risque worm costumes. I almost said spoiler, but um, no. never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So there's a there's a costume contest. Uh, you'll be recognized, and um, the winner of the contest receives a hundred dollars, and the runner up receives twenty five dollars. So, um, there's actual stakes here. You know, send in okay, send in nice. your stuff. It'll be great. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, all right. Don't you think we should roll on into whatever wonderful story we will, we will be reading this week? Uh, yeah, I would love to do that. But first, what were the words this week? And just a quick reminder on what the theme is. Yes, so the words for this week were needle, drop, chat, and work. And the theme for this entire month that has passed is a one-scene story. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the idea of staying in a single room and um, sort of... Uh, or single room and, and scene and having it all contained in that. Um, do you know what story we're reading this week, Jarvis? Uh, yes, the story we, we will be reading is by Matt Said Words with an I untitled story. was also thinking that um, we, can, we can assume that the title is the first set of all caps words, so yeah. it must be... Squee. Yeah, what's what was honestly a very avant-garde title, you know, mm-hmm. very evocative in mm-hmm. the uh, overall undertones that are happening here. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but without further ado, let me just take a nice little sip of H2Ho and get started. So this story is by Matt Said Words. A man in a wrinkled sport coat and jeans stepped into the lobby of this hotel. The place vibrated with people, their luggage making complicated rhythms as they pulled them across the hexagonal Spanish tile floor. Squee! Goddamn thing, Travis said, fiddling with a hearing aid attached to his head right above his right ear. He turned it down, and the squealing stopped. Wah! A child in the line near him said, clearly upset. 
I get how you feel, Travis thought, and turned his hearing aid from low to off. The din of the lobby subsided to no more than the sensation felt more through his chest and feet than his ears, which were admittedly useless. It was like lifting the needle from a record mid-track. He caught sight of the child wailing ahead in line, and thought for a moment he would still hear her, but knew this for his mind adding sounds where they ought to be. He wasn't born deaf, but so his brain could do this with uncanny accuracy. Travis found that he could sometimes hear better without his hearing aid if he simply focused his other senses on what he wanted to hear. Outside, an unprecedented snowstorm blustered and raged. Travis could hear the wind whistle past the eaves and buffet his ears, making a low, roaring sound in his head. Inside, the line loomed before Travis as shuffling feet inched forward over the tiled floor. Hundreds of people stranded at this hotel booked the last remaining rooms. He knew this because an elderly man had hunched over to him and the others in line, saying they would do their best to accommodate everyone, but that rooms were limited. All he could do was wait. He'd sleep in the lobby if they'd allow it, and, considering the circumstances, turning someone away might be tantamount to murder. This both comforted and frightened him. The lights in the lobby flickered briefly, then went out. The world became a Stygian pool, a vast nothing that Travis's remaining senses could not penetrate. As quickly as they'd gone out, the emergency lighting kicked on, revealing a very different scene than moments prior. People had their hands to their mouths, looking about in abject terror. The little girl wailing earlier was still crying, tears running down her cheeks in rivulets. The red light cast by the emergency lights made her tears look like blood running down her face. All at once, he felt like crying himself, but swallowed the lump in his throat. He left his place in line, what remained of it anyway, and made his way to the little girl. Her mother stood nearby, but was otherwise preoccupied with her phone, fretfully typing out what was either a very long message, or possibly a novel. Travis never understood why those with perfectly good ears went so far out of their way to not use them to talk to people. Hey there, Travis said to the crying girl. My name is Travis. What's yours? She stammered as her wailing ceased. My mom says we're, we're not supposed to talk to strangers. She's right, you shouldn't, but I'd like to show you something pretty neat. Travis reached into his inside coat pocket and took out what looked like a pair of old headphones, but not exactly. It had a band meant to go across the head, where the speakers would have been, two flat brown pieces protruded. He took this and very gently placed it on the little girl's head, the brown pieces resting just above her ears. She took a slight step backward, but he could tell by her face, now, that she was intrigued. 
Travis mimed plugging his ears. He couldn't, actually. They were always stopped. But she copied him. Her eyes went from leaky puddles to pools of amazement. I... I can hear. But it sounds funny. At that moment, the mother noticed the man stooped next to her daughter and pocketed her phone. Excuse me, what the hell do you think you're doing? Travis stood and extended a hand to the woman. My name's Travis. The woman did not accept the proffered hand. I saw your... Did he want to assume this was her daughter? Little lady, having a bit of a day here, and thought I might be able to help. Lucy, I can hear! So, not her daughter after all, Travis thought, and mentally patted himself on the back. Well, of course you can hear, Alice. Everyone can hear. But then she noticed... Alice had her ears plugged good and tight, her ears wandering around the room in a look that Travis knew well. She was trying to hear everything in the room. Why not? It was like hearing for the first time. I let her use my spare hearing aid, Travis said. It works for anyone, unlike most hearing aids. It sends vibrations through the skull to vibrate the cochlea. It essentially replaces the eardrum to some extent. If you've never tried it before, it's quite an experience. I just thought it would take her mind off all this for a little while. I use it with my students sometimes when they need a distraction. It works remarkably well. The woman, Lucy as it turned out, had come over looking like she was ready to spar here in the lobby. But here, anger melted revealing the fear that had frozen it there. Well, thank you, but we really ought to be... Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The old man who had told them earlier about the shortage of rooms was speaking as loud as he could in his warbling old man's voice. Travis had only seen him from the corner of his vision by the red emergency lights, but heard him like he was speaking directly into his ear. The brain was an amazing thing, he thought, as he turned his hearing aid back on. Our computers are down, but we will continue to check you all in as quickly as possible. Payment for the rooms will be taken upon your checkout tomorrow, or whenever our systems come back up. We apologize, but we should be able to get you all booked and settled here shortly. Bah. Travis said, switching his hearing aid off again. It must be the echo of this room messing with it. It usually performed much better than this. Give the nice man his hearing aid back, Lucy said to Alice, stooping and, remo and removing the device from her head. Travis thought the girl would begin crying again, but she didn't. Lucy moved to give the odd device back to Travis, but stopped and just looked at it for a moment. You can try it, Travis said, knowing that curious look. That was, by far, one of his favorite looks to see on a face. If his students had that look, they were ready for something new, ready for a challenge. He wondered when he last had that look on his own face. Months? Years? Oh, wow! Lucy said as her face comically resembled little Alice's just a moment before. Can you hear too? Alice asked. 
Yes, it's mechanical sounding? Electronic, somehow. Is this how you hear everything? Travis, knowing he would likely never see this duo again, simply said, Yep. The look this woman gave him was another he was all too familiar with. Don't worry, it's not as horrible as you might think. To hear at all is truly a miracle in my case. Besides, I have a much nicer one right here. He said, pointing to a small black box mounted to a titanium stud and planted just over his right ear. Lucy removed the headband hearing aid and handed it back to Travis, who then dropped it back into his coat pocket. Thank you, um, Travis, was it? Yes, and you are Lucy and Alice? Yes, yes, and... Next, the woman at the check-in counter said. Thank you, Lucy finished, letting her eyes linger on Travis's for a moment before turning to the check-in counter. She tugged at Alice's hand, pulling her gently along as Alice waved to Travis. He waved back and tried to smile. For a wonder, it came and she smiled back. In the coming hours, Travis would hold on to little Alice's smile like a drowning man clinging to a piece of driftwood. Alright, so yeah, this story is actually pretty sweet. Um, I love how we start off with, with Travis. Uh, typically in a story like, like this, you know, where... The man talking to the little girl, you know, you know, the the trope of the man being creepy. But I do enjoy how this story started with with Travis. So we can already sort of tell that that isn't his in, intent. And it really uh, becomes this very sweet scene where the mother comes in, understandably being a bit um, or not the mother, but Lucy. Yes. Come, uh, comes in being very. Um, what's the word I am looking for? Uh, defensive right um only for it to end up being a very sweet scene with travis uh basically showing alice how um he sort of views the uh, world and they're both really uh, appreciating this so yeah i think that this is a really well well crafted story that leaves us with surprisingly really good and comforting feelings so mm-hmm. yeah I, I really like this yeah so um yeah the older man giving something to a child and teaching them something is i think is a really um strong trope to bring out here uh it humanizes or not humanizes it makes the character more likable always i think mm-hmm. um and i think a, a main focus of the story is the um description of the hearing aid i think is a major factor right yeah. um i think you can tell that matt said words has done at least some Either, either has experienced this himself or has done some research, and I think that is pretty cool. Um, and I think it uh, adds a lot, just not only to the description of the story, but also to the character and how they see the world. And again, not just in a description sense, but also, um, I don't know, I feel like you can get uh, Travis's feelings about, like... Um, how to interact in social situations and mm-hmm. um, his perspective on, I, I don't know, the fact that like he tunes out the whole room when it is not really working for him, I think is um, an interesting one and tells us a little bit about him that he can just 
choose to do to do that and um, other things along those lines. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, this this story really puts most of his work in uh, building this this character of of Travis. Um, I think my favorite thing about this story, as soon as Travis starts talking to Alice, Alice is the believability of this interaction. Like, it's almost like I'm I'm seeing it right be before my eyes. Like Alice basically saying that we shouldn't talk to strangers, and then Travis, you know, letting Alice know, hey, yeah, you you shouldn't talk to a strangers, but please talk talk to me, right? Um, and yeah, I just think that this this story is like really per- is really perfectly crafted um, to where we can completely see all of these characters. We believe in all of these 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 characters. So yeah, I just think that this story is amazingly grounded. I mean, from the very be, be beginning, we get this sense of place, and of course, the uh, using the the uh, onomatopoeias is great i love it when we see a a good uh, whiz bang boom it's fantastic i i disagree a little bit i i generally okay. don't like didn't like it some uh onomatopoeias at the very least because i had to read them and i never i never enjoy reading them out loud i mean <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah. i they always sound uh strange um mm-hmm and but, then also, you know, I, I I do understand how some people can see onomatopoeias as a bit hacky, you know. Um, like I think they definitely have their their place. place yeah. Um, like I especially like the one later on where it's the old man talking that then ge- degenerates into the squealing. I like that one a lot um, mm-hmm. because it's you know we already have that. Um, direct showing with the dialogue um and then that transitioning into a sound i think is great because it's like the words turning into that but like for example the um the wailing kid at the beginning i think Mm -hmm. i would have preferred if it was just like uh the kid wailed or you know or something like that but yeah it's also a matter of preference and i don't have a definitive answer on when you should or shouldn't do that but i think it's worth experimenting and then asking more people than just me and Jarvis, I think. Yeah, because I mean, I I feel that like I also really like when the uh, dialogue does does turn into that squill, right? But I I do believe that 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 portion wouldn't make that that much sense if we didn't all already see onomatopoeias being used as a, a device previously. That's a factor, yeah. Yeah, because you know, once we once we get there, I can directly identify what is what is happening without them even really telling me, because I, I have already become accustomed to uh, the usage of this tool. Um, but yeah, I mean, your uh, your point is of course completely valid. You know, I I I understand not liking them because because I used to hate them for a for a very long time because it does at least for for like how I used to feel it took me out of the story you know but I feel that here it is being being used pretty effectively and I do have and and I do like how it's very sparse it's not like every line I think Mm -hmm. it it, it only happens twice right twice and then the uh, old man yes yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's is being used very, very sparsely as one of the many tools that are being uh, implored here. So I, I think it it works to 
push the story forward and sure. really build out this this world personally. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The so uh, in a comment, Matt said words uh, says how this is an opening to what they want to do for a longer story, um, which is cool. I, I think I see hints of that um, in the spooky aspects, right? The mm-hmm. the sort of terror, like I when um, the lights came off, and then it says that the scene was one like of of terror, right? Everyone is shocked. I it's actually just because the lights went out, but I thought it was something like. Um, our main character had just turned off his hearing aid and something horrible could have been heard if he had it on, you know, like yeah. screaming of someone dying or something. Um, but it wasn't that. Uh, and there's also the thing with the uh, tears looking like blood. So I, I think this is, might be a bit of a supernatural story going forward. Uh, but okay. none of that is necessarily in here. And I, I, I like it that way. But um, what I want to say is that this works uh, as a self-contained thing right it's just a little mm-hmm, uh a one little scene where you introduce with this character we have them characterized um and I, I really like that um last line there the in the coming hours travis would hold on to little alice's smile like a drowning man clinging to a piece of driftwood which mm-hmm. um i i feel like if this was just a thing on its own i would want just a little bit more setup of what those coming hours would have been like for him like being all alone or something or you know does he have to go back outside or whatever else um Mm -hmm. but obviously this is something that would be revealed over further installments yeah definitely but yeah i mean like as you said i do enjoy how this story is very self-contained how it's not concerned about you know getting 10 different parts out there right um but yeah, I think, you know, if if uh, Matt Sedwars does choose to continue this, um, as of as of right now, I think, you know, your strongest suit is this situational character work that uh, you are doing here. So yeah, I would love mm-hmm. to uh, see more, see what, uh, what can come after this, um, especially, you know, with the character of Travis, who we have come to not fully know not fully understand but at least enjoy on the page mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well all right all right i think that's about everything i really have to say about this great story of course we've said it multiple times it's great it's good we enjoy it um <laughs> uh so... yeah let's get into the listener submitted story section exactly just as what i was about to say so this is the best section of a uh, Do the Right Thing. Thank you so much to everyone who did sub- submit your story. Thank you to Sarah Penguin. And thank you to No Goodbye. Um, so the first story we are going to be talking about this week is by uh, Sarah Penguin. With Crime Scene. Content Warning. Sexual Assault and Body Horror. Um, yeah, I, I like the, uh, the, um, the, the title being just Crime Scene. Just yes, descriptive. Yes. I, li- I like it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this, uh, detective James Matthews, uh, going into this crime scene, um, in this abandoned building. We have like this, uh, the sensations of being in there described to us, the stench of urine and blood and rotting meat. Um, so this person has been nailed to a wall and apparently mutilated in some sort of way. And our detective, uh, James Matthews, talks to Detective Susan. Um, and we have some, like, uh, rapport stuff going back and forth um, as they start to discuss the case. Um, basically, get, we get a picture that this is uh, some sort of serial killer that's killing 
um, alleged rapists that weren't, um, didn't have, like, evidence to bring them to court. And uh, we have some, like, stuff in the background of Detective Susan and a lot of implications of what's, um, what sort of dynamic these uh, crime solvers and serial killer are going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that this story does a really good job of just sort of setting up this crime, giving us really great bits about this uh, m- a murderer. I do enjoy how it, it isn't just like he's just straight ki- uh, killing people. It seems that there is a purpose to the uh, murderer's madness. So, I mean, that's a nice um, aspect of this story. And yeah, I just I just think that you know this this is setting up their uh, dynamic very well. It's serious, but it's also playful. Um, and I do like where this um, where this story ends, talking about basically uh, how uh, maybe how about next next murder you you get the the coffee. So you know of of course this this story is very playful in the face of this dire topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, overall, I just uh, I uh, really enjoyed it. I think that this is seeming like it's probably going to lead into more cases, more uh, more uh, entries, and I am welcoming that. Yeah, um, if I am going to give a critique, I think it would just be to slow down. Um, I really liked the beginning, um, mm-hmm. especially because we have uh, wrapping at this crime scene. There's like this graffiti. Um, we go in. There's this interaction with. Um, a police officer getting a little bit of James. We get hit with that. Uh, we're in an abandoned building, and then we get hit with that stench of rotting meat. Um, and then I think it kind of... I feel like we did get a bit about the room, but for example, like I feel like the story should have paused for a good... Like, like solid paragraph to describe like the victim or like the room and then the victim... Um, just to give it a little bit of, of space, um, and, uh, like, to, to pause there for a moment as we see this, like, grizzly scene, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we open on what sort of stuff this serial killer does. And then there's a couple other, uh, bits, like, in the middle of dialogue, for example, um, there could have been more pauses of description of what characters are, are doing. Um, uh, for example, when she receives the... Um, arrest records, for example. I wouldn't have minded like a sentence between her receiving the uh, records and her, like a description of her scrolling through it and maybe the expression her face makes. Or, um, you know, maybe she's getting frustrated not finding what she wants or mm-hmm. whatever else. But a moment to sort of draw that out a bit because I felt that a lot of the like actions and... um. The dialogue did go by a little quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can, I can uh, definitely see that this this definitely has a qu- has a quicker pace, um, which you know, of course, I can really chalk uh, chalk that up to it t- being only thirty minutes. You know, you mm. don't have a whole a a lot of time, yeah, to um, fill out all of those uh, movements and scenes and uh, e and expressions when you're trying to rush towards towards the end um but yeah definitely on a, a second draft uh, really focusing on that pacing and also focusing on purpose um yeah i can definitely uh elevate this story to the when you say level. purpose uh, what are you referring to 
Oh, well, I mean, so this whole scene is, of course, setting up these uh, characters, right? Mm -hmm. Which, of course, is purposeful within itself. Um, But I think, like... I, I think I see I what know, you mean. Because Stuff about like what the what the message is with like the characters interacting with the scene. Yes. Maybe like like after seeing both of these characters talk and seeing them talk about the, the case, what is pushing what is pushing this story forward about this scene? You know, granted, mm-hmm. you know, saying if this is a larger story, what function would this section serve in a wider story? Besides just developing character. So, well, I mean, I think it sets up the plot that they're going to be solving these things. Um, But I think, yeah, maybe having a little bit of... of, I know there is a bit of character motivation. There's sort of a bit of a, like, a contest Mm, between the, the killer and Detective Susan about her trying to do things by the law and this, um, serial killer killing, um what they think are for sure bad people, right? That mm-hmm. yeah. certain, even though they don't have a um, enough evidence that would go with the law, right? Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily that, that it's wrong, but like, you, yeah, there's a controversy there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think having a bit of like the character's feelings uh, about it, especially mm-hmm. like at the end, perhaps, um, like one you know lingering look at the victim um not, not even well and then maybe describing like one particular aspect and just what does james matthew feel about this or what does susan feel about this feel in about, in yeah. a line of dialogue right and how mm-hmm. does that it sort of like yeah just leave us with a feeling i think yes yeah, yeah. And yeah, I I think that's what I really mean by by purpose. You know, leave us with something. Something that makes us care a bit deeper so that as we as we continue to to read, well, we have a purpose to continue to sure. to read really. Yeah, what um, is going to be challenged on the part of um these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um but but of of course as as is this is a great baseline for a grander better better story that you're uh, gonna build so and I do uh, very much like the dialogue that is in this yeah, story as very well much so yeah definitely so uh, thank you very much to Sarah penguin mm-hmm. and up next is by no goodbye with PvP uh, which is a fun title mm-hmm. so uh, we have uh, the aftermath of some big anime-esque uh, fight between a tiger heart mech and our main character Heartbreaker. So <laughs> uh, we get the world building here. Basically, uh, Heartbreaker and Heart- Tiger Heart Mech are um, these sort of mechanical, superpowered beings um, that were created by humans but are sort of superseding them. Um, that have are built of these like heart cells that can be used to modify their bodies on the fly mm-hmm. um, and to grow or maintain themselves. So not entirely sure um, the you know nitty gritty of it, but they have to consume each other, you know, fight and hunt each other to um, to feed and get energy and uh, more heart cells. I, I assume. And so our main character here, Heartbreaker, has essentially lost a fight. Um, they have a bit of banter back and forth. We get some implication of what the world is like mm-hmm. um, before Tiger is like choking her um, until we reveal that, haha, what 
does Heartbreaker have that Tiger Hartmech does not? The power of friendship. Yes. And uh, a human comes in, hacks um, Tiger Hartmech, and she's able to win the fight. And we finish off with a little bit of dialogue between her and the human, um, and how they're uh, worried about her. She always like push- pushes herself too much, um, but also how it's like dangerous in the first place, so she kind of has to. And it, we get what their dynamic is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, this is a really fun story. Uh, as I was reading it, I, I was thinking, wow, this will be a fantastic MMORPG. I, w- I would play it to to death. Um, but yeah, I, I I do like it. I think that the, the biggest thing here is that there's some really great world world building going on. Um, the dynamic at at the end be between a heart a heartbreaker and their friend was was pretty nice, and I think some of the action was actually pretty well um, explained. You know, um, so yeah, I mean overall this is a really uh, a really nice story. Um, I think yeah, of course the the biggest thing here here for me is the like world uh, is the world building. Also, I'm a sucker for mechs, so this is just mm-hmm. really filling a, a void within my blackened heart. Yeah, and I'm a sucker for shape-shifting stuff, so um, I think this hits the mark for both of us on what kind of action and whatnot that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was interested in more, even, even more between the human character and um, our heartbreaker here. Um, I, I suppose that would be the main thing. I think it, it definitely... Uh, does what it set out to do very well. I mm-hmm. wanted more. That's all. Yeah, true, true, true. Which it, is it, it's a do the right thing story. So I, I'm not really complaining. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this will be a, a really good breeding grounds for maybe a a, a different or just uh, taking this this story further in the future if you do uh, decide to do that. Hmm. Hmm. All right, those are all of the stories for for this week. So we would like to say thank you to everyone who did submit a story. So thank you very much to Matt Said Words. Thank you, Sarah Penguin. And thank you to No Goodbye. Um, if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can you can do that by uh, putting your story on Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three of four randomly generated words. That's right. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast and to hit that notification bell. Um, that is where you would have uh, seen the notification. We have we have two notifications, two things that are, are changing. Um, one is we're having a new theme, new prompt. That's where you would have seen it. And the other thing is that we are switching our schedule um, mm-hmm. starting... Uh, yeah, this week. Um, so we're switching to, as um, I've started a job and Jarvis has started his classes, we're switching mm-hmm. to a Sunday release schedule so we can record on the weekend. So um, the words will be coming out on Saturdays. The deadline is on Fridays. And of course, the episode comes out on a Sunday. Uh, normally, we would extend it. So we would like basically wait a week um, to make sure that everyone has time. But we've decided just... Uh, I mean, it's spooky month. We want to make sure that we have time for all the spooky things and all the spooky mm-hmm. stories. Um, and we didn't want to miss an episode. So we'll actually be doing it a bit earlier this time. So uh, this episode comes out on um, Wednesday and the deadline will be on Friday. So if you want to get in this week, you can get it in real quick. And if not, that's all right. There's always next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so yeah, I'm excited but... to see what stories y'all come up with. 
Oh yeah, really excited to see what y'all come come up with, and hopefully this uh, new schedule works better for all of us. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, Alexandra, what is happening in Doof? Well, there's so much going on in Doof Media. Um, how do I how do I begin? Uh, one is that costume contest that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, we also. Um, I don't know if you know this, Jarvis, but Pale is reaching its conclusion about now, probably. We don't know, but we're pretty sure. Mm. Um, and so that means that All Packed Up 2, uh, All Paled Out Beyond the Pale, is just around the corner. And I'm so excited for when that happens. Um, and because our, and I swear to goodness and to goshness that Doof Media has no insider knowledge, we are just speculating, um, but with the expectation that Pale ends soon... Um, we, uh, Elliot and Ruben are getting started on preparing that. So Scott and Matt will be, um, leading the game club this month, um, going forward. And it will be on, I think the forgotten city, I, th- I think is what it's on. Um, which is a very cool looking game. I uh, wanted to be streaming it, but my computer still can't stream things. Um, so that was unfortunate, <laughs> but I probably will still play it. Um, additionally, let me just take a quick look at all the stuff that's going on. Uh, well, one thing is, um, that the Doofcast has started a new deconstruction, deconstructing, um, director series. Uh, guess what it's on? Uh, David Cameron. So that's exciting. Yeah. A lot of like actually good movies. Um, (laughs) it started last week, I think with uh, Terminator and this week is Aliens. So um, tune in to that one and the ones going forward because obviously there's a bunch of really fun movies. Well, all right. I think it's high time to roll into next week's words. Hell yeah. Um, before we announce the words, what is our wonderful theme for the month of Spooktober? Exactly. So for this nice spooky month, the theme is all is not what it seems. Basically, we we are ch- we are challenging you to write a story about a monster or about a person or or scene where things aren't what 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 they seem. So we want you to surprise us in uh, some way, whether it's a spooky surprise or a, or a dramatic one. Um, yeah, it can be really anything that you decide. Um, you could have that straight up as a quote in the story. Um, you can subvert it, whatever else. Um, just. The theme is all is not what it seems. So I'm very excited about that. The idea was that we'd have some stuff with um, some uh, sneaky monsters or, um, you know, stuff around that. Spooky stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. Um, But what are the words this week, Jarvis? The words this week are code, menu, key, and cupboard. Um, Yeah, so these are a lot of fun. So to a code is a... Uh, it's sort of another another language, sort of that makes it harder to understand things. It's, Is that it's it's a string of uh, numbers information? Sometime. Yeah, yeah, that is um, different. A code word, mm-hmm. uh, Morse code. Um, you um, can go by a code, which is it like a set of rules that you will follow. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it's more about. The rules. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, pe- people live by a personal code. Uh, mm-hmm. their their own uh, ninja way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mm-hmm. want, you can do something about a coda, which I think is sort of a... Uh, it's a something. It's something text with text. I don't remember what a coda is. Do you remember <laughs> what a coda is? A coda? Uh, a, a coda is like... 
you have to get so many things done by a time period, right? Like, oh like you no, you're thinking your quota. Dem- oh, quota. Uh, yes, sorry, I'm thinking sorry. quota. C O D A. Um, oh, I don't know what that is. It is the concluding passage of a piece or movement, typically forming an addition to the basic structure, um, mm. an, a or a concluding event, remark, or section. Uh, for example, in a book, right, the last little section, I think. Um, it's more like a an added piece after yeah. the end, sort of like an epilogue, I guess. But I think okay. there's like a sense of separation. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, that's different than code. But if you want to, you're allowed. Uh, the mm-hmm. next word is cupboard, which is the place where you put your cups in the kitchen, mm-hmm. ideally. Um, yes. That one wizard boy character lived in one under the yes, stairs. I don't yes. know why there's cups under the stairs, but maybe it's a British thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if there are any other definitions for cupboard. You could make one up. You can. This is a board made of cups. Oh, or, yeah. It's, um... Or, or or maybe it's like a alt version of checkers where you use mm-hmm, cups mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Yeah, or pieces. an alternate world instead of uh, making the game cuphead they made cup board and it's cup like a board. surfing game but with cuphead oh, okay yeah yeah so there's no shooting you're just surfing you're, you're just uh, surfing and having a good time a tasty lick. cowabunga exactly yeah. we should make one of the words when we cowabunga Cowabunga, uh, all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanfic. I, I can yes. see it now. Uh, um, the next word is menu, which is um, the thing that people look at at restaurants to figure out what they want. It's basically just a way that people look at all the options in a place. Yeah, it's a list. It's a list of options. Of options to take. Just like mm-hmm. you have menus in the video games or exactly. in the movie selection screen on your dvd player mm, yes, or yes. special features or yeah special features or whatever else yeah. and the last one is key um which is an object used for unlocking other things typically in a particular shape but keys can be anything else they can also be a metaphorical key you got a lot of options mm-hmm. here yeah 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 a macguffin key you know like uh what the uh the infinity stones were mm-hmm. key to power so yeah yeah so tell me what fantabulous story are you going to write next week um i am going to write a story um so about someone who was at a restaurant mm-hmm. um they they were traveling and they were they went in the middle of nowhere and she went to this restaurant, which was really just like someone's house, right? Mm-hmm. And um, got a menu. She was the only person dining there. And um, there was an old man and an old woman. And they were the ones doing the restaurant. And they gave her the menu. And at the bottom, there, were, there was a message in code. Um, it, it, was, it was a Morse code. It's just a bunch of dots and dashes. Mm-hmm. And she read it when they weren't looking. Uh, the code said that there would be a key in the salsa. So she ordered the salsa and got the key and then said she was going to go to the bathroom. But she went to the cupboard. And then she opened the cupboard. And in there was um, the there was brooms. There was a lot of there was a lot of brooms. It was just uh. a message for for themselves and 
um, they were like, haha, we got you. And uh, she left a bad Yelp review. Uh, I mean, I I would too, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, send you on a whole ass scav- scavenger hunt for some brooms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so my story uh, for next week is I'm going to be a, a nonfiction story about when I went to this uh, sushi place. Um, basically, it was jam packed, so they so they sat me next to the cupboards, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I noticed that when the waiter went to uh, go and get my menu, he left his roll of keys, all of them glistening gold, shiny and dangly with their click clack. So okay, of, so of course, me being a klepto, I had to steal them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I went to the back where um, you know people are, are are working, looking for a door that um, that one that one of these keys fit in, and then I found it at the very back uh, on a door that said "Keep Out." Mm-hmm. So I so I tried it, and then it turned, but it turns out the the door didn't only need a key, but it also needed a code. So mm-hmm. as I was at that that door. My waiter came uh, came up to me holding the 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 menu and said, "You're not supposed to be here." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, oh, I'm sorry. I was just looking for the uh, uh, for the restroom." And then they promptly kicked me out of their establishment. <laughs> and then you left a bad Yelp review. I left a good Yelp review. Oh, mm-hmm. you did the right thing when it came to I, leaving Yelp reviews. I did the right thing. Hey, can someone leave a Yelp review for us? Please. <laughs> just, just set any, just set a random um, location in Texas that can that, that can count. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. If we do the right thing, give us a good Yelp review. Thank you very much.